Hey, you ever been to Chancellor Park? That's where I live. My name is Tavin Dillard, and I live in a trailer park called Chancellor Park, and I mow lawns. I'd like to introduce you to my town. I've been making YouTube's videos since about 2006, and then I've transitioned over to other platforms like the TikToks and the whatnot. But here on this podcast, I'd like to clue you into what's going on with me here lately. And this is like a pre-introduction. Now I'm going to send it off to myself for the real introduction. I'm glad you joined me. Bink, bink. Well, welcome to the Tabin Dillard Podcast, y'all guys. We at Season 2, Episode 10. My name was Tabin Dillard. And uh, you heard the name of the podcast, so you're probably putting two and three together right now saying, oh, this is the guy... Uh, that's why they call it the podcast, because it's the guy talking. That's me. I mow lawns, too. I don't just do podcasts. I live in Chancellor Park. And, uh, you know, this is like a radio show for your earballs, not your eyeballs. And so uh, you can listen with it, but there ain't nothing to look at because you're just hearing the stories, hearing what's going on with me. And I've been playing in the Winter League adult softball season. So it's been a busy week. It really has. I mean, there's been a lot going on. And if you hang out with me on the TikTok or the interweb, or you text message me. Uh, there's some good stuff happening this week. Early bird gets the perm. That's where Meemaw gets her hair did. They reproved uh, my drawing. Like, I drawed like a logo. Like, you know, I tried my hand. I mean, I'm not going to say, yeah, I ain't here to toot my own horn. But I tried my hand at a little bit of art here in the last year or so. And it's worked out okay. You know, I dabble in it. Let's put it that way. You know, I ain't going to sit over here and say, oh, boy, I'm the regular Plablo Colasso or anything like that. But I will say that I've gotten a hold of a Sharpie marker and some copy paper, and I've drawn an item or two, and it's turned out okay. You know, I put it to you that way. And, you know, I've drawn a fully mature peacock with a squirrel in a headlock and uh, a number of other things from the turtle party. Uh, which I was talking about this that this last week too, just that you know that turtle party with a hundred seven year old turtle, and you know I just tried to basically capture the party that the town threw for that thing in a drawing, you know. And I've done what the turtle, uh, the turkey salmon. I've done turtles, turkey salmon, peacock, a lot of wildlife. I guess that's kind of my theme. You know, how some people they say, well, I draw portraits or whatever they you know other people do. And I draw soccer balls. I don't know if there's a soccer ball artist or nothing like that. I ain't done the research, but I do. Apparently, I, I, I end up with a lot of nature, you know, that I, I draw, put down on a, on a thing. So, anyhow, uh, that's been that's been busy. But early bird gets the perm. Now, uh, there's a rumor, and I'm gonna start it right now. Uh, they might do shirts, you know, as we get closer to Mother's Day for the early bird uh, get the perm and with the logo that I draw. With the logo that I drawed for that. So, I mean, it's not a big deal. You know, I, I, I ain't here to brag. I'm just telling you uh, something happened. And, you know, I want you to keep up with what's going on with me. And I want to hear what's going on with you. And my my number, you can text me in the show notes, 501-322-6249. And you can holler at me uh, on the old uh, text messagery. If you've got a phone that sends them sends them email messages, or but they really call text messages, but they the same like you read them. With your eyes, you know, like this is a podcast, so it's a radio show with your ears. Well, that other thing that I'm talking about, like the text message, is for your eyes, uh, so to read it. And then we, you know, anyways, that's another way to get in touch with me. But this last week, this gal Cricket, uh, and, and her and I, we pretty much decided we was dating. And I ain't going to downplay that, like that ain't a big deal. Like me drawing Early Bird Gets a Perm logo, oh, it's not a big deal, don't even worry about that. But me, Having the relationship talk with Cricket, big deal. Big deal. 
to me it was because I, I, it made me sick to my stomach to think about doing it. You know how there's things you, you want to do or you know you need to do, but you don't want to do? I mean, it's just nerve-wracking, you know, in the middle of it, but it turned out good. I'm glad we had to talk. I'm even more glad we on the other side of that talk. And that's what I'm saying. There's them things you got to do, and you glad you did them, but you glad you ain't doing them now. That kind of thing. It's sweeter on the other side of it is what I'm saying. Speaking of sweet, how you like that tab of honey from Bees that Bee House is shipping your way? Did you get a jar yet? Is there a raisin you ain't got any yet if you ain't tried it? I mean, you waiting for something? Because, I mean, there's dinner rolls everywhere. There's biscuits, cornbread, all kinds of things all over the place uh, you can put honey on. So I'm thinking uh, you give it a try because they do it different at Bee House, and that's what I like about them too. It is strained because that's what you do with honey. If you ain't never done a book report on honey or done no research on it, they strain it, they bottle it, and then it goes to you, the customer. They don't cook it because that's what happens with a lot of uh, stuff in the stores. They cook it so it don't crystallize on the shelf, but it cook all the good stuff out, and you want the good stuff in. And that's Tavin's Honey from Bees from Bee House. So anyways, and uh, when, when you'll see that link in my show notes here for the podcast. Get you some honey. It's good for, uh, I don't know, St. Patrick's Day gift, uh, birthday gifts, baby showers, ribbon cuttings, uh, wrestling matches, taekwondo contests. Uh, you know, the list goes on and on. Baby's first hunting trip. I don't know, you know, all that kind of thing. So thanks to Bee House for sponsoring this. And as you may have heard, Bud's Burger Shed softball team is now five and the two. The wins is the five, the twos is the losses. Are we sitting pretty? Yes. Are we feeling pretty good about it? We are. I'm telling you right now, because even if we lost this week, which I'm about to give you an update on that, we'd still be uh, better than we were worst. You know, like we won more than we lost, even if we'd lost uh, another game. We five and two heading into this week's game. And I'm going to get to the recap in just a little bit. I'm going to get to the update and all of that. But I do want to look back a little bit. Just look over my shoulder. I'm just going to stop and look back a little second over my shoulder and say last week that fifth win was an easy win since the other team had to forfeit. Most of them was on a hunting trip, so that's how that go. Uh, Pretty good hunting trip from what I heard in town. You know, they had a good time. You just prioritize what you need to do, what you got to get done. And adult softball league in the wintertime uh, during hunting season, uh, you know, take a back seat. That's just how that is. Well, new week, new you. Or at least a new week, uh, same me as far as I can tell. But now it don't snow a lot here in our neck of the woods. And folks are starting to think about spring. You know, the calendar turned to March. You heard about that. But it ain't spring yet. Well, this week, Myron Curtis thought he'd take... Mary Beth Tucker, his girlfriend, ice blocking. You ever heard of that? Where you got a block of ice? I mean, the name ain't that creative, but it do describe what you're doing. I don't think it need a fancy name. That's what I'm, I ain't, I ain't putting in a, uh, a request or a petition to change the name of ice blocking to something else. Like, forthright behoovement, nary chill factor of day, hillside. I don't know. I made that up, and I think we can bury that name as soon as it uh, got mentioned. But, you know, you get a block of ice, big block of ice, and you ride it down a hill like a sled. Except you don't need no snow. You know how when you sledding, it's just like that, that, they ain't thick. They thin, but they slippery on the bottom, and then you get you just haul down a hill because uh, you you bouncing across that snow or whatever. Well, here's the deal about ice blocking. All you need is a hill, and that ice will get going down that decline, and you can really pick up some speed, even on a small hill. 
The other difference is that a sled ain't made of ice. So even though you might be out in the snow on a sled, you ain't sitting on frozen water. But on an ice block, I mean, you you know, you on a block of, a block of ice. That's how that works. So you automatically gonna be cold and probably wet. And like any situation, you gotta be dressed for the occasion. So Mary Beth is excited to try ice blocking. Myron's talked it up. Oh, it's going to be so fun. It's going to go so fast. You'll be fine. We're going to have so much fun together. We're making memories, all this kind of thing. But she still ain't sure about everything. She ain't done it before, you know. And then she get there, and then she starts seeing the situation. So Myron trying to play the man like, oh, it's easy, Mary Beth. Just watch this. I'll go down first. And let me say, Mary Beth was not dressed for the occasion. She had on jeans and a sweater and her sneakers. And you know about wet jeans? I know about wet jeans. Jeans don't really give much anyway, and you get them things wet, it's something else. I mean, it's hard to have fun in wet jeans. Wet jean shorts, that's a different story. Rope swinging into a river with that, easy. But jeans on an ice block, well, Mary Beth Tucker was about to find out. Or was she? Because here's the deal. Myron get on that ice block at the top of a hill, straddle that thing like a pony, and he makes it like one inch into his ice block launch, and he hit like a rock, pebble, cigarette light, or something. I don't know what, but it, it messed with his equilibrium. You know how you try to stay straight on, on down the hill like you don't want to tip left or right ways? You don't want to fall over, right? You want to sit up, and you want to experience that ride all the way down to the bottom of the hill. But he's thrown off, and he start tipping one way. And to get to that point where he ain't going to be able to correct it, you know, just uh, uh, you, you, you tipping too hard too fast. But he tried steady gripping that ice block and trying to make it go back upright, just kind of wheeling it right back up like it's a way, little boy. But gravity took over. And Myron is on his side, got his right leg pinned underneath that block of ice, but he ain't stopping because gravity, because downhill decline is still taking him down. It don't matter. The hill don't care, Myron, that you're on your side. You are in the hill's world, and you are going down fast. While all this is happening, he is just steady moving down that hill at a clip. Now he's hugging the block of ice like a koala bear. You seen them pictures? Like a, a little koala bear in a tree, and he just steady hugging on that thing. Like, I ain't going to let go because I'm a little bear, and I live up here, and I don't want to fall over or nothing like that. He just got both arms wrapped around that thing like yeah, like out of way. And before you know it, Myron's on his back now. Forget about being on your side slide now. He's on his back. And an ice block is sitting right on top of that belly of his. You ever seen a turtle get knocked over on its shell? Boy, that was Myron. And he was just freezing that big old belly of his with that ice block on top of it. It's something else. So about that time, Mary Beth got worried enough to where she's going to take action. And she decides to start running down the hill toward Myron. Does anybody here listening to the podcast believe that this was a good idea for Mary Beth? I'll give you a moment just to say it out loud. Mary Beth running down that hill to help Myron. Good idea or bad idea? That's what I thought. Because you know that same gravity that took Myron sideways? What's it going to do to Mary Beth? I mean, what was her plan? Was she going to, like, just stop him? Just going to run down there and grab his little, little shirt that's, like, getting rolled up behind his back as he slides down the hill? That thing is running downhill, and that gravity took over. And when gravity take over, gravity wins. 
Mary Beth Strait, Somersault Susie, all the way down that hill. She got down to the bottom of that hill before Myron did, and he's moving at a pretty good clip. And once she came to the bottom of that hill, she was done. She never went back to the top. She was winded, frazzled, rebarrassed, not to mention wet and grass-stained. Myron's still coming down that hill. His shirt starts rolling up in the back till the whole shirt is rolled up behind his neck, belly hanging out, and I bet he got grass stains on his back. You know, because he's just naked back against that grass just sliding down and an ice block sitting right on top of that belly. That's how that went. Myron, wasn't, he wanted to keep going. He got down to the bottom, and, you know, he still is embarrassed, but he wanted to stand up and act like, oh, everything's okay. Ain't we having fun, Mary Beth? Ain't this a good idea? Ain't I having good thoughts in my head, you know, to bring you out here like this away? And Mary Beth said, uh, no, you ice-blocked enough for everybody today, Myron. I ain't going back up there. But he, he wanted to try one more time. I think maybe his block of ice was too narrow, or maybe he needed to turn it sideways. I don't know what it was with how he was working that ice block, but he tipped it again. You know, it's one of those things where it sounded fun. Maybe you've seen other folks that know how to do it and make it look fun, but when you try it, you just can't get it going. It's like seeing a, a roller skating commercial or, you know, one of them little hoverboard commercial. Like, boy, boy, that's easy and fun. And you get on that and then you eat it and you hit your head on a coffee table and you're just mad as anything. And then, uh, you know, it, it's borderline serious injury kind of thing. Or like when you get a remote control 11 seconds later, a remote control car or whatever is broke. And it sure seemed better in the commercials, like it's going to be ramping, and it's going to be, you know, going over creeks and, and then uh, mountain climbing like a billy goat and all this stuff. And, boy, you get it out just just out of the driveway, and you run it into a curb or a mailbox post, and it's done. Well, anyhow, Mary Beth said she's going to have to get that sweater dry cleaned, which I, I agree with her on that. And them grass stains, they might never come out of them jeans, them wet old jeans of hers. Who knows about Myron's back? He may need to soak in a hot tub or something like that. But we was back at the fields this week. Myron was a little sore, you know, from all that ice blocking. His right leg was sore from the full brunt of his weight behind a block of ice coming down on it. And then just the force of ice blocking down a hill with the ice block on your tummy and sliding on your back made it worse. So he's a little beat up, but he's ready to go. He wasn't no quitter. He's going to be part of the team. So like I said, we are now 5-2, and two, like five wins against two losses. Ain't no games being made up in Winter League, so all we got to worry about is to keep winning. The concession stand had a week to get cleaned up from Cheryl Grubbs and her doggy accident. Jalapeno down there just got sour guts, messed it all up over there. So it's all power wash, fumigated, whatever you got to do to deaden or eliminate that stink that's born of a dog's very sour guts. And then Cheryl's gag reflex response to that, because she throwed up in that concession stand too. You can go listen to another podcast, previous one, uh, to get out that story. I ain't getting back into that. I get kind of grossed out thinking about it now. But it's cleaned up now. Cricket was supposed to be in a concession stand last week, but it's basically closed. So now it's Cheryl's turn. And she showed up this week with nothing except a cash box and a container of hot dogs. That's the only kind of dog I want to see Cheryl show up with at the concession stand downtown. No more jalapeno. Leave that dog on the three acres you and Shane own. And don't bring that back down. There's always something with that dog when it comes down there. If it ain't sick, it's getting into something else. Then the city, it'll bring in a cooler full of sodies and all the snow cone stuff and Skittles. I was real pleasantly surprised tonight. I thought it was a problem last season with Mary Beth Tucker. Like, how could the simple job of selling hot dogs and snow cones be so difficult? Why did she have to always have some kind of thing where she caught it on fire because she's trying to do s'mores or whatever else happened? Well, somehow, the concession stand has been its own little soap opera again this season. And my growl cricket, she is part of it too. 
Between her and Cheryl trying to go off menu, it's been quite a stir down at the field. Sometimes good, sometimes not so good. So, you know, to see regular season concession stand items, no crock pots, no pans, no wagons, or no sick doggy, that is a beautiful sight. We was the home team, so we bat in the bottom of the inning, and they got hot quick tonight. Donnie Wayne Chambliss hit a three-run shot off Cody Mantell in the first. Now, Cody, he on our team, he don't pitch much, but he's an athlete and a slow-pitch softball, so that's a pretty good combo, but there ain't much you can do when the ball's leaving the yard. I mean, that thing launched, and Cody, he started yelling at Donnie Wayne for hitting the ball, but Cody got a short fuse. That's just how he is. Then he yelled at Shane Grubbs, our outfielder, for not catching a ball that cleared the outfield wall by 20 feet. So we was in the hole, and in between innings, Myron Curtis told Cody, you know, just relax. We got a lot of game left. You know, that's the kind of thing you say early in a sporting contest. You know, you let them know, hey, there's a lot of game left, because that's true, and hopefully it calms them down so they don't start getting all wild and crazy, and Cody's been known to do that. So he settled in at the plate. Cody hit a triple. That's three bases. That means he hit first base, second base, third base, and then he stopped, and he waiting for somebody to help him. Well, Myron back behind him, and Myron popped out. Now, it's only like the first out, but apparently Cody didn't like being stranded at third, uh, and we we're going to have two more chances, but Cody's just mad. He started yelling at Myron. Truth be told, Myron wasn't going to move fast tonight because of that ice-blocking situation. Not that he moves real fast anyhow, but it really wasn't going to happen tonight is all I'm saying. But then Rusty Tidwell ended up roping a double like he's known to do, and Cody scored anyway. I stole first. They called it back, said, you can't steal first. So I hit a single, then I stole second. And they said that was okay to do, and I said, don't I know it? You know, and then JT Whitlow, he hits a single, and I just legged it out from second base. I ran it all the way home. It was a close play, but they called me safe, and I agree. I mean, I was right there when it happened. I seen it, and I was like, yep, that's the right call, umpire, you know, kind of thing like that. We scored, then they scored, then we scored, then they scored. It came down to this. Imagine if you will. Bases loaded. We was up by one. They was batting with one out. And Rance Farnhart fields a ball that is laced to him. It's like a laser. Second base he's playing tonight. He stopped that thing. He turned a double play, you know, just dropped, you know, pitched it over to Whitlow at second, and JT turned it to first to Mort Dwydell. I mean, by the skin of his teeth, Rance Farnhart turned a double play, and we won again. That's Team Burger Shed, and this time it wasn't no forfeit. It was 18-17, and now Team Burger Shed is moving to six win against two losses. That's six and two. That sounds good to me. And what do we get? What does anybody get if they win at the softball fields on Thursday night? That's right, free snow cones at the snow cone stand after the game or concession stand. But when it's snow cones we're getting, sometimes I just call it the snow cone stand. Boy, that makes you forget a lot of trouble, I'll tell you that. I haven't seen Cody Mantell smile. I got tangerine tonight. That's my favorite flavor, but I don't always get it. I'll switch it up. But there's another busy week ahead of us in town. I mean, just softball season aside, there's a lot going on. The lawns are going to start picking up here for me pretty soon. I may be volunteering less down at the nursing home, and I got to figure out how to see more cricket now, you know, because we, we dating. I mean, taking it slow, but I ain't trying to date nobody else. She ain't trying to date nobody else, and I'm trying to save for a, a truck so I can see her more because she don't even live in my county. 
So that's that. But tonight we celebrate a win. We scored 18 runs. And just imagine if Myron Curtis was at full speed. I mean, that ice blocking ain't no joke. Even if that story about Myron's experience might sound like it was a joke, trust me, it was not. So thank you for joining me here on the Tab and Diller Podcast. I sure appreciate y'all when y'all listen to this thing because um, otherwise I'm talking to myself. And who wants to do that? Some crazy person? I ain't crazy. Like, I don't want to think I'm crazy, you know, if I'm just talking to myself. So I appreciate y'all being here and listening. I appreciate the ratings. Y'all been leaving ratings on the iTunes or wherever you listen. Please do that if you ain't done it. And the comments on there, they a big help. Y'all like my online resume. You right now listening to this thing, you my online resume. When folks say, is that podcast any good? You know who they believe? They don't believe me. They believe you. So if you could rate it and leave a comment, that would be great. And then that maybe they try it out for themselves. Then other folks will say, okay, I'll decide if this is any good or not kind of thing. And they take a listen too. I appreciate you joining me here on the Tab Dillard Podcast. If you could do that, I, I really appreciate the comment and the ratings. Thanks to Bee House for that delicious Tabin's Honey from Bees. Get you some at the link in my show notes. And if you ain't slid down a hill on your back this week with an ice block on your tummy, you're doing pretty good. Thanks again for joining me, y'all. We'll see you later.